Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. All right, he can see me anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start with this statement again. Just follow now. I could be totally off, but it just sounds to me. This is how it goes. Yeah. So a great master, Ram Maharshi. A lot of people quote him. He's like the godfather of non-duality. And he goes, he says a thing, he has a statement, one of many, but we're going to use this one. He goes, there is no greater mystery than the following. So he's putting in an important point, yeah? Ourselves being the reality. It's not saying ourselves were the reality and will be the reality, but being the reality, like present tense. Ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality, yeah? Now, obviously, the only way reality would be moved to seek reality would be if it was taking itself to be something else, yeah? Or maybe a little, little tiny part of reality, or let's say a little flame of the giant fire of reality. Somehow we would have to see a difference between reality and itself to be moved to look for itself, yes? To me, this is the whole basis of the act of being identified as something that you're not. So reality, which is what we are, is seemingly forgetting that and seemingly means it's appearing to be true to reality. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. It can go either way, yeah? So it's seemingly appearing to be true to reality <coughs> that it's something else. And what that something else, in my take, is this body, yeah? And not even the body. The body represents what it really takes itself to be, which is the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser. Yes? That, all those senses that get produced by the claiming of all the actions to imply the actor really basically in, are imaged as a body. The body is like the bulletin board for all those claiming, in a sense. Yeah? So as the body... And then going through what some bodies go through here, feeling that malaise that they talk about in the Four Noble Truths, the suffering, the dukkha, you know, it could be some people define it as a vague uh, dissatisfaction. So the first, he says, suffering, you know, Buddha, and then desires, the source of the cause of suffering. So that suffering coming from the forgetting of what we are in a way, or the seeming forgetting, of course, that would move that which we're not to look for relief, obviously, because, and so let's say it would look for relief as reality, as the big one. Let's go to reality, because it's obviously, if I knew reality right now, I wouldn't be having all this shit that's going on, or at least there's hope that that's true, yeah? All right, so that makes sense. So now reality is looking for reality, yeah? And so obviously, if reality was looking for reality, that would be the prime way of hiding reality, yes? To, from itself. You can't get around it. I mean, if reality looks for itself, <laughs> it's, be, it's implying it's something else, you see? And the beautiful thing, in, or weird thing, is it's never going to find itself, so the looking for itself, it keeps reinforcing what you're not. Yes? So, 
all the while you're looking for reality as reality, it's reinforcing that you're not reality. Yeah? And so, and because reality can't arrive at where it already is, you could be looking for it for quite a while. Yeah? <laughs> you can be. And all that looking is going to be used to reinforce you're not reality in a subtle way. So, yeah? Now, with other people in the same boat, you may get some nobility and, ah, yes, we're getting close. You know, if you just do this next fucking posture or whatever, maybe, or the next retreat, you're moving inexorably closer to reality. But that could go on for lifetimes. Yeah? And therefore, all the looking for itself reinforces it's not. Yes? See, this is what we don't see. And Ramana says it in another statement, and then I'll go back to this. He says, and to me, this is the conception of the mental state, and that is the conception that there's a non-existent thing that's existing. Yeah? So that the animation is mistaken to be the body, so to speak, yes? So you think, I'm alive, I'm alive as a body. And many of us had the experience, I had a direct one when I was young. I had an Uncle Fred, and the Uncle Fred, I liked him, he used to give me money at the, at the you know, family parties, and he passed away, I was like nine years old. And my mother took us to took me to the like the funeral home, and there was an open casket. And then she said, "You want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred?" I really wasn't that keen on that, but she said she grabbed my hand and she brought me to the casket. I looked in, and I I said, "That ain't Uncle Fred." You know, the body was there, the the non-existent thing was there, yeah, but the animation wasn't there. And obviously, in hindsight, I could see why I thought Uncle Fred was the body, because I'm thinking I'm the body. So I was in the same seeming mistake, and I was projecting it on Uncle Fred. But now, with Uncle Fred being an inert, non-existent thing, the body, it was obvious that wasn't Uncle Fred, yeah? I mean, you didn't have to, I didn't have to study it. It was just a direct hit, as a little kid. I said, fuck, that's not Uncle Fred. So. <coughs> This idea, to me, is there's an act of being identified. You can't be identified. What you're not cannot be identified as anything other than what, is, what it is. I mean, what you are. It can't be, yeah? But it can seem to be, see? The fooling isn't done from the, the obscuring, it's us. We're the reality. Like in AA recovery, we have a statement for fear you know, we use a lot of acronyms, and one of them is false evidence appearing real, which is mostly what's going on in one's head, yes? False evidence is appearing real. And then I saw that, and I said, well, the only way false evidence could appear real is to appear real to what's real, yeah? I mean, how could it appear real to anything else? <laughs> yeah? So false evidence appearing real is based on it appearing real to me, yeah? And then so, if something changes, I'll see false evidence not appearing real, and then I travel lighter through that, yes? But it's resting on me, not on the evidence, because it's false, yeah? It can be, it's not really anything. It can be either seen as true or false, just like everything else, yeah? We can, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. So here's this thing that's appearing, and... The appearance is, is that we're this long-lasting, independent thing that's doing a lot, and we're the doer of a lot of stuff, 
yeah, and how I, this stuff started to be revealed with me to me. I started seeing the manufacturing of what I used to look from. Yeah, started seeing it. In other words, I was gazing in instead of being in the factory, actually being the product of the conveying belt. I was looking in, in a window outside the factory, and I could see selfing get built building. <laughs> I can see it, you know. <laughs> so, and then all the times anything happened with me, any download or something, it always brought a big something, but then it was a lot of describing what I wasn't. <laughs> That's what it told me. It didn't tell me what I was, I am that. It would tell me what I'm not, because I seem to be identified as it. So the evidence was always about what I'm not. Yeah, I, there was a feeling, you know, a sense, but it, the information was about what I'm not. So, so okay. So if reality is attempting to attain reality, it must be thinking it's something other than reality. Yes, obviously. I mean, why would Paul seek for Paul unless he, unless he thought he was Stanley? <laughs> you would have to have. There, there would be no oomph to go on a search if you were that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're already out, do you, you know, are you planning on a trip to go out? You know what I mean? You would just be out. <laughs> All right, get the basket. No, you're out. You're already out. <laughs> but we don't see things in timelessness. We see things through time, which is another obscuring agent. Yes? That's why the mental state loves the idea of becoming but it doesn't like the fact of being. <laughs> it has no interest in being because it can't be a big star in it, you know? but it can be a huge star in becoming. Yeah? There'll be tons of becoming you'll never arrive at, but there'll be a lot of you in it all. <laughs> so what was trippy was to see how this reinforcement of what we're not continues because it's a yeoman's job. I mean, it's amazing to, uh, of course, the reality has to be in cahoots with it. Yeah, the reality is the dreaming. It's no, there's no dreaming that could fool reality unless reality was into it fooling it. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be a, there's a consent, let's say, that's used for all the manufacturing. So as you know, Noam Chomsky used to say about media manufacturing consent. Well, this consent manufactures a story, a story of other. Yes? Yeah. You and other. All right. So what happened? What does it do? This is, I'm just going to give you like a humble anatomy class in a way, just how it's been shown with me. So conscious contact we're all based in. Yes. Today you've been seeing a lot, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Was there any volition in any of that? Did you decide to see? You know, if your eyes are open, you usually saw what was in front of you, yeah? Even if you took a vow, I'm never going to see a bird, then don't look out windows. Because you're probably going to see a bird, yes? You'd have to have a lot of control not to break the vow. So there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. In AA, we call something conscious contact. I use that terminology in a different way. I mean consciousness and contact. So consciousness is in contact five ways, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and Buddhism introduces another sense, which is the sense of mind uh, becoming aware of mental objects, thoughts and stuff, yes, yeah, so six gates. 
okay? And the conscious contact is not of time, in a sense, yeah? It's like the starting point, bamboo. And then, all right, so now you and I, really, there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That's actually the apt description of what we are, really. The interpretation of that, this, of that fact is see or hear or feel or taste or touch it, yeah? One is a livingness and another is an interpretation of livingness, yeah? When we were all young kids, we probably were more in the livingness and then sooner or later the brain seemed to develop and then we got into the interpretation of the livingness, yes? And that interpretation saw everything as how it pertained to us. Yeah? <coughs> it's self-centeredness, yeah? It's all rooted in the idea of self, meaning you're the doer, the thinker, the haver, all this, yeah? All right, so this, so the mental state that claims the conscious contact comes after the conscious contact. So Ramana Maharshi says this thing of, and I don't know what he meant, I'm just going to share how I see it, yeah? He said, and he uses the word presupposing, it's very important, because pre is of time, yeah? Pre has a, a quality of before, yeah? So he says this, this pre, there is this presupposing, and it's not just once. <laughs> The presupposing is going on like all day. Yeah. The presupposing of a non-existent thing, yeah, and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Yeah. Now, if you were wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing, and then if you saw it was non-existent, wouldn't your salvation be from it? And if your salvation is from the non-existent thing, then it would be inherently available because it's non-existing. <laughs> so, in other words, there's no requirement. <laughs> the salvation is like pre. <laughs> you're, you're inherently saved from all the imaginary bondage. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's not, you're waiting to get out of a jail, or get out of jail free card, you starting at a get out of jail free card. <laughs> if you could see, if you, if you could see what you're not, yeah, you'd be more rooted in seeing, yes? If you don't see what you're not, you're going to be looking from it, yeah? And then it may end up leading us to start looking for what's seeing, and then we get caught in these little statements of, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. They're warnings, yeah? St. Francis had them, they all put them out in certain cryptic ways. Like St. Francis would say, what's looking is what you're looking for, which should end all looking for, right? <laughs> because he just named the target of all the looking for is what's looking, not who's looking. That's what's motivating us to look for. <laughs> but right, right, right where the who is, there's the what. <laughs> So if you know if you see you're not the who, that's the what's looking. <laughs> and then you are what you're looking for. And then it really you have that sense. And then contentment and satisfaction become the starting point, not the end point. You know? You're not trying to arrive at where you already are. So you're sort of chilled out and like the pursuit of happiness can be a leisurely walk, you know, take a lot of because you're not you don't need happiness. Happiness is Overrated. Contentment, I'd say, is a much more valuable you know, condition for this. Yes? Content. Happiness can rock the boat. Contentment is sort of clear, you know, an even keel type of thing. All right, so it says the presupposing of this non existent thing, wanting to get some salvation from itself. 
but as itself, you see, really. You, you want see, to me, all drug addiction was trying to get out of me, but as me. That was the dilemma. I had a real intention, and I thought I was very clear, I wanted to get out of me. <laughs> that was obvious. And I would do almost anything to get out of me. I didn't know that it was me trying to get out of me. That, that took years of a lot of pain <laughs> to finally come to. I'm trying to save you time, really, because you, you could be doing a lot of better things than that. Because <laughs> I missed the second part. You know, me can't get out of me. <laughs> I really believed I could transcend this place. I could, and I'd be there in the transcension, whatever it's called. But then I realized you can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't get out of what you're not in. <laughs> So I don't care how good at it you are, you can't get out of it, because you're not in. <laughs> and why we can't see it, because the solution takes no time, because we do believe we're in something that, that demands us wanting to get out. And the real message is, you're not even in. And so how long will it take to get out of an imaginary place? No time at all, right? You're here, you know? Yeah. So then you enter that state, you know, it's a Buddhist book, the wisdom of the great, the wisdom of no escape. Now, they can say in a lot of ways, to me, the wisdom of no escape is there's nowhere to escape from. <laughs> so, of course, there's no escape. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no escape. No, there's no fucking escape. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You're out of the cage already. <laughs> all right, so he says, all right, if this situation is, you're identified as a non-existent thing, and that animation now is mostly being directed by the brain, and it's looking for salvation for itself, yeah? In whatever way it thinks it means, yeah? Then if that's the case, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Now to me, I like our talks to be like spiritual shoe stores. So we just put out a little shoe, that statement, and if it hits, if it hits and fits, just wear it, yeah? It, for me, when I heard this message, this part especially, information came and I got a scanning of most of my life since I was six years old, and that statement described exactly what was going on. <laughs> What I, my spiritual practices that I arrived at a few times in this life were reinforcing the thing I wanted to get out of. Yes? So instead of like, you know, I thought it was water I was putting on the fire, but it was gas. <laughs> yeah? I mean, it was noble, I wanted the fire out, but it was, it was like, uh, it was a little mistake I wasn't seeing. Because it said water. <laughs> I did. It said water. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a conundrum. Yeah? Because you feel, it, again, supporting that statement of it, reality attempting to attain reality, would actually further the idea that it isn't real. Yeah. Now, if we were anything else, most of the commands or suggestions would work. Like, if... If reality was over there and we found out, find ourselves somewhere else, then we could probably, maybe we'd find an ancient map to leave here and arrive there, yeah? And it was backed up by 5,000 years of whatever, yes? The longer the better, the older the better. And then we would move and there would be progress, and in that progress it would 
create a hope burning eternal and we would hope to finally arrive and there because of that the system itself would defend any evidence about the failedness of the system yeah so if if the spiritual practices didn't seem to be working you'd probably blame yourself you say i'm not doing enough you know i gotta the three-week retreat won't work. I gotta do a three-month retreat. And I gotta do it in another continent, you know, like Tibet or fucking somewhere else. I can't do it in America. It's fuck. No one's go to Tibet and a cave would be nice too. But I would love it catered, you know. I like to have some niceties. But I don't no retreats are in Hoboken, New Jersey. They're all in nice locations with a lot of catering, good chefs. So, you know what I mean? You would, there would, so there would be a constant, you'd run into the futility of what was happening, but you wouldn't get the evidence of it because it would be seen as self protecting itself. The system itself would blame itself to continue on. And did, you know, basically it would just say more. You gotta practice longer and you gotta do more practices. And then it goes on and on and on and on. And of course it's gonna throw you some bones, you know? Because it's gotta keep you going. It can't starve you. Of course you're gonna, oh my God, someone's gonna say at the, on the bus, hey, you have a loving gaze. Oh, that gives you another three years of seeking. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Oh, you seem so fucking clear. Wow, that got me going. That'll keep me going for the winter. Yeah? So there's like, you know, you're gonna get indications, but you're gonna run into these walls sooner or later. And it's not only from him, it's from Hawaiian Po, from Zen, from everyone. Yeah? Like in... St. Francis, it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn, yeah? And there, it doesn't say it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn and then you're there to remember it. <laughs> it says it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn, yes? So there's always a certain requirement which is a loss of interest in what we're not, yeah? So that the interest can be on what we are. Now this is another dilemma though, because that what we're not can get interested in losing interest, but that would be interest in itself, you see? It's a little bit of a, it has a lot of ways to keep the cow in the pen, yeah? It does, because I've seen a lot of them, yeah? Just like when people describe the dreaming, you know, because that's how I see this place, really, dreaming, they would call it Maya or the dream or illusion, whatever, but I think it's more of an activity, I think where they're dreaming and the dreaming is being projected, and then we perceive it as the body, and we take it to be real, really. That's what I think, yeah, what I feel. So, in this state that where the dreaming of the dream is a huge role to have, yeah? We're not a, we're not a dreamt, we're not a, a, in someone else's dream or in God's dream, we are the dreaming. And then the Course of Miracles, in the first few lessons, the second one would say, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has, those are two absolutes in one sentence. <clears throat> everything and all means fuck. If you followed what is giving everything all the meaning it has, you would basically probably arrive at calling it God in a way, yeah? If you're into something, if, yeah? <clears throat> and yet that's our role here. If you, if you feel a sense of validity from the course, I do. I feel it's a download. So you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has is a big position to be in. And this is another one of the pitfalls because giving these talks, I've learned that it doesn't go anywhere for me to talk to you about what you are. Yeah, 
I don't, I have no problem with people, but I don't think there's an efficacy in teaching about what we are. I just don't. I don't believe <coughs> to describe where all there is, where emptiness, all this, because it's what you're not that's going to claim to hear it. That's my feeling. I just, it's just that fast, you know. So you go to tons of meetings, and what happens is you get concepts of an idea of what you are that are being held by what you're not. And then you hear words like enlightenment and awakening, and enlightenment in one of the definitions means cessation of all suffering, but when what you're not hears it, it uses it to provoke suffering. Doesn't it? I've seen, I've, most people at satsangs would have been better off never hearing the word awakening or awake. Yeah, shit, they could have just had fun tonight. But instead, <laughs> they've got to be busy either regaining what they lost, the awakening, or getting the awakening. It's just producing hell. Yeah, so you can see how, how incredibly strange that is. The word itself that means cessation all suffering is used by the mental state to produce suffering. I mean, how can you not see it, you know? So what, what, what I saw, I like what they call negation, the, the negative way or the no way, yeah? That works for me. I like to hear, I, the way I see it is, many of us have been hearing about what, we're, what we are from what we're not, yeah? I want to just hear about what I'm not as what I am. Because then what I am can say I'm not that, yeah? When what you're not says I'm not what I'm not, that's more of what you're not, yes? <laughs> then it tries to become a non-self as a self. It goes into a real weird fucking pretzel where if you say I or me, you're just fucking barred from something, you know? That shows a personal pronoun, fuck. You change the language? It's fucking insane. You're missing the whole forest. You're all tree professors, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So these are the things I found where satsang to me is warnings, really. They're warning us of some of the pitfalls that we're not going to see billboards about. So these masters said it sometimes very cryptically, but they would say it in a lot of different ways, but it's pointing to the same thing of this idea, the greatest mystery is reality, wanting to attain reality. Yeah? The, and then you have to let it go back farther and see, well, how could that even get off the ground? It must be an act of being identified as what you're not. So the whole system of the mental state is reinforcing that act. And it's a verb. It never turns into a noun. And it's not the act of being identified with the noun self. There is no self. That's why I call it selfing. Yeah? There is no self. There's selfing that implies a self. And if, the, if it works, then the self has a story that it's doing the selfing. It's a perfect illustration. If I could make people and moments at talks, if I could cut them out and put them in a book, a 3D book, I'd have the perfect illustrations of what I've been saying for freaking years. Because this is what exactly happens. People get the idea of selfing, and then they call me, and they go off on a whole thing of how much selfing they've been doing, or how much selfing's driving them crazy. You see, the selfing implies the self. Once it works, the self thinks it's doing the self. That is the, that's the diagnosis. It's a, that's the x-ray. 
It's sometimes bigger, sometimes it takes longer, but that's the x-ray. Yes? The verb is claimed by the mental state to imply a noun. The doer, the thinker, the feeler. Meaning, feelings, doing, and thinking are being claimed. So, living, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, everything with an ing, so to speak, on it. The ing gets cut off and an er is put on it. And that's what, you know, you're going to end up in the emergency room. Fucking somewhere. ER. So now the seeing is seer, hearing is hearer, feeling is feeler, see it, yeah? Taster is taster. And suddenly this, the, the living gets polarized into the seer and seen. And this is, the, this is what duality is duality and dualism. Duality comes from dualism, the subject objectness. So the seeing, which is happening, is seen as a subject who's the seer and the object is the seeing. And so all the objects that are going to be seen today, yeah, are going to be used by the mental state to imply the one seer. Yeah? So all the seeing, that's a pretty damn good glue. Yeah? It's constantly being applied to that all the seeing implies that one seer, one seer, all the feelings that get noted, all the feelings like fish that get caught are used to point to that, to, to the feeler, yeah? And the feeler is imaged as the body. That's what, the body represents all that which is claimed, yeah? The seer, the feeler, the hearer, the taster, the toucher, the doer, all this, yes? The loser, the haver. And the idea of an ego, isn't there a sense of having an ego and losing an ego? So the sense of self, it's not the ego. The ego is an objectification of selfing, yeah? It objectifies an idea of itself, like Dracula, you know, describing all the other vampires to the police, you know? So, and he gets away, the biggest one. So this thing, he says, oh, you can, you have an ego and you lose an ego, but what's the feeling of having an of ego and what's the feeling of being the one who lost ego? That's what I'm talking about. That sense of doership, of ownership, or havership. That, to me, is the bondage of self, yeah? So, Selfing isn't the act of being identified as self. There, it's a whole verb. It isn't like the act of being identified as, as the verb and then noun. No, it's all verb. So if you go into the thought system, it's in the act of being identified as self. Yeah? The language that we use is a subjective language used by objects, really, if you look at it. And a lot of times it says you have a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Totally. I remember I always used the old example. I hadn't been in New York for a while. My hair had grown. I came in, I was in the meeting, and a guy came in who knew me. He says, oh, Paul, you're growing your hair. So I said, oh, yeah, I'm growing my hair. And it's looking pretty good, isn't it? And I had some pride. Yes, my hair's nice. And, but he was balding. I said, you're not doing too well. And I said, you know, we have a hair growing class. You want to join us every Saturday? Add a half an inch, you know, start small, go on, go on and on and on. But all I did was not cut it, right? I don't grow my hair. But the language sounds like I'm the doer, yeah? I grew, I'm growing my hair. Oh, wow. How much time does that take? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then on my knee, you know, the knee went out surfing one day. And then when I would tell people, it's, I said, I hurt my knee. It sounded like I went out there with a hammer. Boom, boom. But I didn't hurt my knee. I observed my knee went out, really. It was observation. I didn't hurt my knee at all. I have nothing against my knee. I would rather have it work. 
<laughs> so you're hearing this all freaking day, yes? All day, all day. So here's the, all the claiming, and then there's a narration of the claiming after the fact. So you are, it's already narrating you as the doer. It's not, it's not implying you're the doer, it's narrating as the doer, as the thinker, as the feeler, yes? You see it, it's just bombarding us all day. So the thing is why we can't see it is because humans, as we are, believe time is a linear thing. We believe there was something we call the past and there's this moment and it's inexorably going into a future, yes? So the mental state plays time differently. The mental state is what comes after, which is the idea of being the doer, it comes after the doing, is implied to be before the doing, and now that's the doer. You see it? We don't see it because we're trained to look look in linear one way. So it can do an incredible magic trick because it doesn't play that game. That which comes after is implied to be before. As Ramana said, there's a presupposing of the non-existent thing. Yeah? So suddenly there's an action and then there's the actor and then suddenly you feel like you did the action. Yeah? But actually the action went first and then you came after. But now after has been presupposed to be before. And now the noun has, create, was, has been made and I'm saying this, all there is is verbing. Yeah? But now the noun yeah, is made and then reinforced all day. And now the world, the, the whole narration is based on the noun being first and the verbs being after. When the whole event is verbing, where are you going to go with that? In recovery, we say you've got to see the exact nature of the wrong. I mean, if you're thinking you're clear, super clear in spirituality and you have no idea of the influence of time, it's all in a house of fucking mirrors. You know, one day you look this way, just, it's all, it's just a, it's, it's a hallucinogenic event, really. So if you see, where is the freedom? The freedom is in before, yeah? The freedom doesn't come after the bondage. That's only going to lead to a feeling of being bound again. Yeah, you're going to be bound, unbound, bound, unbound. The freedom is before that whole dynamic. Yeah, so you're inherently free from the bondage because there's no one to be bound. Yeah. Now, does this mean you're not going to feel like you're bound? No, you're going to feel like you're bound, but you're not that which feels like it's bound. See, this isn't about oh, the I'll know if I'm doing good because I'll never be bound again. No. How it, you're not, if you're waiting for that example, it's, you're never going to get the go. You're not, the light's never going to turn green because you're always going to have one exception to it. No, you, you see you're just not that which is bound. Yes? You let the aperture go back. You don't, you don't take this as the guarantee of where you're at. You st and then you see you're not that. Yes? And after a while, you get to a point where you realize that the mental state, wherever you seem to be, is going to arise and claim to be the seer of it all. Yeah? And then you're not that. To me, it took about... I remember when I was entertaining these ideas, and then I could feel it. I, it's, I, I went into a satsang, and I was sure that I was 
noticing mental states and emotional and physical states. And then I shared with the lady, I said, you know, I, it was a mental state that was seeing the mental state. I was calling it Paul, but now something happened, the aperture included that, yeah? And so I walked around, I started feeling clearer, and a subtle thing again, the sense of self claimed to be the one that was clear, but then I got caught again. The aperture opened up, and every time the aperture opened up, what I thought was seeing was included in this, what was seen, yeah? I saw what I'm not. And so it was like a realization like this, but like this, yeah? And this would always be caught. This would always be in front of the camera. And that which I am is always behind the camera. This is never going to see behind the camera because it is that which is behind the camera. Yeah? Yeah. When you see you're not that which is in front of the camera, it immediately be makes the you are that which is behind the camera available. If you keep wanting it to be available to what's in front of the camera, it's not going to happen. It's going to be like the carrot, the hope, the shit like that, yeah? But if you see you're not that, it's not like, I'm not that. It's like, just factual, I'm not that. It's not a denial, it's a negation. Denial doesn't work, because you're wanting to get out of something. Deny, no, it's not denial, it's negation. It's just factual. You see what you're not, yeah? And then the sense of being what you are comes from the seeing of what you're not, yeah? So you, because you can't capture, you can't make the seeing a scene because you're the scene, yeah? You, it's like the, the old example, the eye can't see itself because it's what's facilitating seeing, yes? So the seeing can't be made a scene. <laughs> it's just seeing, yeah? There's no objectification, there's nothing be, before it, it just is. So you've, you've actually, like in Zen they would say, hey, your original face has been revealed, it's not a face. <laughs> hate to break the news here. The original face isn't a face. It's, it's what you are, which is awareness, we want to call it that. I don't know what it is, really. And you know what? You don't have any interest. Well, you, you know, the mental state wants to know it, understand it, experience it, yeah? be there to have it. And you can do that about anything that isn't you, but you cannot have that knowledge of what you are. You can only be it. That's it. And I'm humbly saying we're being it right now, but most of us don't think so. And the don't is produced by think. Yeah? If you lose interest in the thoughts, then its grip on you will be lost. And how you lose interest in the thoughts is seeing they're not yours. And they're not yours. You see the subtle my that's put before things, the subtle claiming, and the claiming is what makes you beholden to the thought. There's a claiming of being the thinker, and then the thinker is driven crazy by thoughts. You know? The claiming implies you're the feeler, then one feeling can ruin your vacation, yes? You don't, you, it's... The relief isn't finding a way not to have thoughts ruin your vacation. The relief is not seeing yourself as not the thinker. That's where the relief lies. This is not a management scheme. It isn't. And it's not a skillful means either. Though it will prove incredibly skillful, but it can't be wielded by what you're not as a skillful means. It cannot. This, 
What you're not will try to use it to get out of some shit. It doesn't work as an escape. Yeah. But when there's no approach to it, it's incredibly skillful because what it's attempting to navigate hasn't even, even happened. Yeah? So it's assured of the fact that what is so and then what is dreaming. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. And what does it do? I don't know. You'll find out. For me, it just allowed... See, this action figure really, you know, a week out there near the end of my running around, a week of me managing my own life led me to have to be managed by other people. I was in jail a lot, two years and three months in programs, in hospitals a lot from consequences. Um, you know, for this to travel lighter a day at a time is amazing. It was an amazing event, yeah? <coughs> and I tell you, it's all a loss of interest, yeah? And you can't lose interest by being interested in losing interest, yeah? You can't get out of this little thumb torture. Like we have a statement in AA, which is probably one of the most powerful statements, which is you gotta quit playing God, it doesn't work, yeah? And my feeling, of that which is playing God is the head, yes? Whatever you want to call it, the narration. So the narration tells you how you are, doesn't it? Tells you how you're gonna be. Tells you how they are for sure, and how they're gonna be. Tells you how the day's gonna be, the year's gonna be, your life's gonna be, uh, life's gonna suck. It, it just pontificates godly. I would say that's playing God, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I believe that which is playing God is arising quite quickly and a claiming to be you to the point where what you are is not noticing it. So that which is playing God is appearing as you. Yeah. And so when it hears quit playing God, yeah, so what does it do? It does all that it can do, which is to play God. So if that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, that's playing God. Yes, ad infinitum. It can there's no second, it can't it's, it, it can never outdraw itself, yeah? So that which is playing God can't catch itself playing God because that's playing God. We have a great statement in recovery, self can't get out of self. That's the problem. And it was, that was just come from observation of people in recovery. They realized they were trying to get out of themselves as themselves, yeah? They, well, yeah? So this scene... You know, I've done my job, that's all I can do. Just point out what you're not. Because I felt when I was going to satsangs, it wasn't emphasized enough. And I think, you know, if we had a three-day uh, you know, retreat and we all chanted, we're not a body, it would be a body that was claiming to be chanting, it's not a body, yeah? So all the not, I'm not a body is reinforcing the fucking body. What the hell, you know? Yeah, isn't that, it's not, it, you see it, the little trick, you'll see it everywhere. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see it's in a conundrum. It wants to get out of something, but it wants to get out of it as that which it wants to get out of. Yeah, which means it's always in. Yeah, so every exit is an entrance. You never get out. Yeah, because in fact, you were never in. Just like in this idea of being in a moment. 
when we were young, when I was young, I wasn't in an abusive situation. I wasn't worrying about will I be playing next week because I had no idea of next week. Yeah, and I didn't wasn't asking my mother to you know critique my playing with Wayne Griffith. I was just fucking playing. I wasn't thinking I needed to meditate or anything, and I wasn't thinking of I got to get into the moment. I hadn't entertained the ins insane idea I could be out of any moment. Yes, what happened? This insane idea came in. And then impossibilities started seem to be possible. And a lot of people sold a lot of books based on the insane idea that we're out of mo a moment. And so how to get into the moment became a big fucking topic. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really looked at it, have you ever been out of a moment that you're in? No, you really haven't been. So the idea that we believe we could be out of a moment motivates us to try to get into the moment which really mimics the idea of being out of the moment <laughs> because you're reinforcing the idea that you could be out of it by wanting to get in. You see, you can't... See, you make the door, the entrance turn into exit. You. You make the exit turn into entrance. It's like they say in, uh, in the neuroscience now, the observation distorts the observed, yeah? You can't take, you can't get out of the role you're in here. The observation distorts the observed. As soon as we look at something, we made it something. Yeah? Same thing with this. You can't... This, this process of selfing is very fast. I don't think there's any process that you and I can do here that could get before this process. I don't. I do not think you can meditate yourself out of the meditator. I just don't. I don't think you can do yourself out of the doer, and I definitely know you can't think yourself out of the thinker. Yeah? It's just impossible. But inherently, your nature is not of time. And in that scenario, you don't even have to draw the gun. You can beat the gunslinger of selfing because the gun's always out. Yes? You can't be beaten by time. Yeah? So the relief isn't after the effects. It's before the effects, yeah? When you see you're not the false cause, that limits and diminishes the effects of the effects, yes? And I feel what we all need are the warnings, the common pitfalls, where the system reinforces itself. Because if the system hears this message, it's going to neuter the message. Just like we said last night, you know, the message is simple as, as, as uh, a way of saying it, you're a lion, yeah? So I could sit here and then I could get really close thinking it would, maybe the lion message would hit. So you're a lion and that's a fact. And then maybe this is a lion saying to another lion, you're a lion. That would be pretty easy, yeah? It should go pretty quick, take a half a second. But what happens to the message? Yeah, it goes like this. You, see, you like the sound, you know? Yeah, I like, I'd like to be a lion. Then it comes in, and, but when it hits the ear, these ears are formatted, the ears are formatted as sheep ears. So you hear it as a sheep. And the, the sheep translation is, I can become like a lion. That's not the message, yeah? That's why I like repetition. Not long, drawn out fucking, but repetition of an invitation. Because you're hoping one will get through to what? The lion. I don't waste any time talking to the sheep about a lion or being a lion. I talk to the lion about being a sheep. Yes, that's the way, that's the direction of knowledge. Yeah, you describe what you're not to what you are. So that what you are goes, hey, I'm not that. 
Yeah, very clear, very clean. Yes, works. If you keep describing what you are to what you're not, it just gets what you're not fucking confused. <laughs> it really does. It really it does. Look at it. Look at the meanings. Yeah. So, and so the message is not going to you. It's going to what you are, which is everywhere. So you don't even have to aim. Yeah. Just throw it up there. And my experience of this message is I don't want to have long pauses and everyone takes a few deep breaths because the selfing regroups and then it's fucking the sheep again. So you get the lion, you know, the lion's just bleeding through and then, and then the sheep takes over and then you got to fucking through again and again and again. So no, I like to overrun, you know, just overwhelm the sheep, almost like spiritual sperm, yeah? We're going to throw out a lot of information because the mental state has an incredible defense mechanism like you know, you know, the Death Star shooting down all the fucking fighters, yeah. yeah? But I know, I know, if all it takes is one sperm to get through, and if it hits the mother mind, yeah, and the mind conceives an egg, and that egg is, I may not be that, yeah? And then the next possibility arises, hey, I can be free from it, yeah? And this has happened with me. And when it happened, it explained I had been trying to be free as it since I was six years old. And the whole thing was free from it. And I can't, the only way I'm going to be able to entertain to be free from it, I have to see it as other, yeah? If I'm taking it to me, all my entertaining freedom is with it, as it, for it, through it, by it, yes? It's misdirected. When I see I'm not that, the next possibility is I can be free from it. And now the entertaining isn't perverted, it isn't mutated, it isn't turned on itself. It's not like a bizarro world, yeah? You start seeing blue is blue and red is red, things become very freaking clear to you with no thought of effort. No thought of effort. And you don't have to polish what's seeing, it's fucking as clear as it can be, yes? All you gotta do is get your big head out of the way, and you can't get your big head out of the way as the big head, mm. yes? You have to see it's not your head, and then the head can move. Yes, yes, yes. So, the message isn't for you, and it's definitely not coming from me. It's just coming through. I have fucking no interest in this whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely zero as a topic. I really don't, you know. It's, I see the assignments, so I show up and, and uh, whatever, but... <laughs> it wasn't like a get ready room and then I get set and then I go no you just walk in and then you just start does its thing yeah and then you leave and I've never gotten anything out of any of it never it's the most inherently empty non-experience I've and I've been at this well so many fucking times you know and for years, my, this thing was holding out. It was going with, oh, I'm going to get nothing, but it really thought it was going to get something. But about a few years ago, it really got, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> then it lost complete interest. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was holding out. It was a little greedy. Oh, yeah, nothing. That's cool. But it knows it's going to get, no, it doesn't get anything. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just going to be hanging out high and dry. It's like a desert tortoise, you know, big thing, and a coyote comes, and the coyote wants to get to the meat, can't get to it. It's all sucked in, and then the coyote loses interest, yeah? That's when the desert tortoise can come out exactly with the message, yeah? 
there's a loss of interest because a lot of the interest is, is perverted because the self-centered interest is you study about obsession with self for two years, that could be construed as obsession with self, yeah? You can't get out of you as you, with you. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. So let's get back to the basic mystery and clear it up. Reality has no need to, to attempt to attain reality. And so whatever is attempting to attain reality is not you, yeah? You don't have to change it, just see it's not you. Yeah. And because if you see it's not you, the interest will, re, will leave that occupation and it will maybe show up right here and now and it will enrich your Wednesday night. And then instead of enslaving you to yesterday and tomorrow, it will enrich you now. Yeah, it's the same energy, it's just how it's directed. So, yeah, and let's go with questions. I don't want to beat the dead horse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just get off it. <laughs> it's not feeding it. It hasn't had an oat in a long time. Just move on. Yeah, yeah. But you're clear, eh? You see it? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's the message, really. Because it's more of a sense. Just like the sense of self is produced, the sense of I am isn't. Yeah? The sense of I am is not produced. The sense of you is produced. Yeah? And the sense of you actually c claims the I am to infer I, I am means Paul. And it gets to the I am by I was and I will be. So this, you have a huge story in the memories that you were a body, yes? Like if you go into your memories, like two years ago, the only way you can remember is picturing you as a body. can't see you as a spirit two years ago, yeah? So the memory system pictures us as body. So the, that's why the, mem the mental processes are in so much time. You know, they're happening now, but they're engaged and their value is in yesterday and tomorrow because that's where you can be pictured as a body. Yeah? You can be pictured all day yesterday and tomorrow. And tomorrow is another form of remembering self now. It's called worry. And the memories are another way of remembering self now. Yeah? So there's a remembering of, I was Paul, yeah? I definitely will be Paul, or why the hell am I fucking worrying about him so much? And therefore I am Paul. So it, it sort of takes time to arrive at where the I am is, yeah? And then it sort of sits on top, and because when the attention interest goes out and it's going to try to get back to what it is, it runs into this little billboard with your happy face or your sad face. And now the attention, this is true, the attention in duality needs to go out and in, yeah? The attention and interest goes out and then it goes back in, but this isn't in, this is out. So when the obsession with self, it, it produces a loop of self-importance where the attention's always out. It's never getting re revitalized by resting in itself, yeah? It's out all day, and when it go, what it's led to go back to is this. Do or think or feel or taste. It's like a, having a shortness of breath your whole life. You don't even know that there's a possibility. So it's like, out, in. And then when it comes back out, it brings some of the in, yes? So as Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You need some of that of coming in this world, and we are the point where the of comes in, yeah? 
But if we're, if all we are is in, and this is in, and this is in, when you think you're going in, I'm going to think of, that's out. Yeah, this is out. So we're out all the time. The interest and attention, see, if it just, if it's, it sees that image as not you, it'll just go through it like butter, you know, a knife in butter. It just goes back, comes out. And this is where the peace and attention comes from, the of, you know. The serenity and all that isn't, isn't a product of the in. It's expressed in the in from the of. And we're the point of expression. Yes? Yeah. So... I love this message, so I just, I've done the best I can, so there you go. Let's, let's have questions. I really resonate, hmm? I really resonate with what you say about just losing interest yeah. in things, and, I, and you know, I've been struggling to differentiate that from depression, but it's very different from depression. Yeah, yeah. When you feel it, it's just not wanting to attain anything, and words like awakening and enlightenment, they mean nothing. Yeah. They used to. Um, at the same time, there's this feeling of missing the drama that comes with, you know, being the self that's trying to get something. Yeah, well then just ask the question, who is that that's missing mm. the drama? And it doesn't mean it, there's not a missing of drama, just let's put it, you know, pin it on the right thing. It's not you, mm. yeah? And so I feel all the meaning about it is coming from the you. So let's uh, cut the distribution line and see how it goes, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you, it's a, as a person, usually you're going to go through a, you know, a shakeup. Of course, because all the interest is to be special and stuff. And there's a, there's like a sweet, a sugary taste of that. You want that hit, yeah. And uh, yeah, but that's not, you know, the the uh, that is a phase. Yeah, the interest gets redistributed and then you can find so much interest in like the, the stem of a flower, you know what I mean? Yeah, there'll be a lot of, there's a lot of return of value. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just in terms of, um, just awareness really, we were talking about hmm? awareness the other night, but you know, that is the, it's a kind of dispersal and it's going out all the time and you know, it's like... Well, the awareness isn't going out, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the context, yeah. 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 Um, Attention and interest is, yeah. is an activity yeah. here. Yeah. Just thinking about it in terms of just, uh, yeah, just being more, feeling more, feeling just more present, still more present. Yeah, feeling present, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and just thing. rest in all that, yeah. The other thing that popped into my head was that I read an essay by this guy called Walt Benjamin when I was studying English literature a long time ago. It's it about the Paul Clay painting, The Angel of History, I think it's called. The what? The Angel of History. It's a, it's a Paul Clay painting about the angel looking at history um, and being blown inexorably into the future. And all it sees is the history, never the future. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just really loved it. I yeah. Just what you were saying, what you were saying. With it, you know, it's a storm blowing up from paradise, it's got caught in its wings, and all we can ever see is that is the history piling up. The history hasn't happened, it can't be repeated, it's going to happen, it's just there, you know. Yeah, it's a trip, man. The whole thing is, I just see it as all verbing. I don't see any beginning or an end or a history. I think all that's made up. 
I think history, like my feeling is, let's say this would be a sea of consciousness, let's say, or to some energy. And then there's a boat, the mental state hires a boat and it's throwing a lot of chum out, you know, and it attracts something. And when it, that something arises and takes the bait, it feels like it's a fish, yeah? And not only a fish, it feels like a historical fish. And it feels like it's going to be a fish, but it's arising right now. So history arises now. Yeah, yes. And it just, the horizontal just goes like that. But it's all this contact, yes? Consciousness becoming in contact with a mental idea and then formulating itself as that, yes? And then it, it's just like that. So um, I don't believe there's linear time. I don't believe any of that, so... I think all there is is dreaming, no beginning nor end. Nothing ever happens because everything's always happening. So I don't think anything comes to pass, really. It's just, it's always just coming. Yes, coming, going is all coming, yes? It's gone and on and on. And I tell you, if you hear a description of yourself as a verb, you'll probably be much more intimate than as a biography, as a noun, yeah? If you feel, if sometimes you hear that you're the dreaming of the dreaming, that feels much more in, intimate than I'm from New York or something, yes? <laughs> it seems like a more apt description of what I'm feeling I am. You know, not a historical figure, <clears throat> yeah? So I'm seeing, I'm, I'm the seeing, hearing, feeling, taste. I'm verbing this, this little, this little uh, suit of down. It doesn't fit, it's ill-fitting, yeah? See it. All you have to do is see it once. Verb, claimed, noun, implied. Not only that, it's presupposed to the point that it's now the doer of the verb. Yeah? Just get that formula. If I could write it down, I wouldn't want you to have it anyway. Just throw it out. It's just ways of contact, yes? Communication. But verb, claimed, Yes? Implied noun. Nouns presuppose before verb. Yes? That's where all guilt and shame and pride arises from this move. Yes? Even to the point in recovery where they have a statement, you've got to be convinced that you were powerless over alcohol. So it would mean that if you were drunk or loaded and you're a real alcoholic, you'll probably have to do almost anything. Yeah, you don't seem to have any control or volition. Once you put enough drugs in you, you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. Yes. Yet, after you come out of those episodes, the mental state harvests a lot of guilt and shame from those behaviors, even though you didn't do them in a sense. Yeah, they were done through you, but you still, the mental state still claims to be the doer, even though it's obvious it wasn't the doer. It doesn't take any evidence contrary to the system. It just keeps claiming. And so now a lot of people in recovery, unclear about that first statement, powerless, there's a lot of guilt and shame being harvested by the behaviors they exhibited in the past. It's just the fucking, the thing that never happened is still producing effects. It's unbelievable. And remember, we're miracle workers. We're making shit out of nothing. Really. Labradors are not thinking about next week. They're not. 
They're not reminiscing, oh, I love that day at the beach. No, they're fucking here because they can't entertain being anywhere else. We, the thought system goes in the past to remember us, and because it seems to be about us, the attention and interest is habitually driven there. Yes? Now, the only way I found relief or see the possibility of relief is to see that which you're very interested in as not you, and there'll be a loss of interest in it. Just like if Stanley's thoughts were going through my head and there was a ticket tape saying, warning, these are Stanley's thoughts, I would lose interest in them because they're not my thoughts. But the same thoughts held as mine could ruin my day, yes? It's not the thought, it's the my of it, yeah? So I saw the relief is before thought, not after thought. It's before thought. It's seeing a thought as a thought, not as yours, yeah? And because you will lose interest in it, and it can go on and see, it's more like a comet, not a moon, yeah? It's shooting across the field of, of consciousness, let's say. When it's mine, it becomes an orbit, moon. Then, and then you have a lot of fucking moons, yes? <laughs> a lot of moons running around, thinking it's the fucking moons, but it's your gravitational pull. The planet Paul is pulling all these things with my my and holding them in orbits so that's why people have resentment they think they get over it they have the same resentment 10 years later because it's just like a long orbit <laughs> because it's like this you ever see water like a stream and it's running and it has leaves and shit in it and then all right you want to change the whole pattern put a rock in there you put a rock in the water now the water starts turning around the rock and then the shit that was moving down starts coagulating. So now there's twigs and leaves, and suddenly the water gets stagnant, yeah? And you can't even see the water because there's shit on the surface, yes? And so, all right, well, how are we going to do anything? If you remove the rock, the fucking current goes on. We're the rock, yeah? This identification as a noun or as an object is like the rock that all these other things, <coughs> thoughts and feelings are coagulating around. It's like people trying to fucking find a skillful means to get rid of moths, just fucking take the light bulb out. If you take the light bulb out, the moths are gonna disperse. What the fuck do the moths? Just take the light bulb out, yeah? That light bulb that's so attractive is me, my, I, me, my, yes? You can't lose interest as in it as it. You can't. It's not going to work. You're not going to get out of self by wanting to get out of it. It's going to be more in. You've got to have, there's another way of losing interest. You see it's not you. You're not trying to promote it into a new state. You're actually more of an acceptance of the state it's in, which is quite finite and quite repetitive and, and of time and of thing. Yes. And you're not of that. Yeah. So I just wanted to quickly share. Um, I had a really, really, really strong trip when I was younger. Like a really strong hallucinogenic trip. And it was so like out of mind, so like the big mind. And it was like, was this trapped in infinite, infinity? It seemed like for eternity. And, that. and then I came back, I'm like, shit, I'm an action figure. So I hear the message, but it's like just trying to stabilize that big scene with just being a human. Stop trip. trying to stabilize it. Yeah. It'll find its own stability. It doesn't need you. See, it's sort of like a seesaw. Down here, you want to, oh, it looks good up there, but when you run up there, it's down there. <laughs> yeah? yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> don't rush to be of help and you'll get the most help really, right. for yourself. Yeah, please. Yeah, you see? You're here, you're the one that's keeping this side down, and then you're wishing, oh, that would be great to get up there, but when you arrive, it goes down. You can't get your role out of this place. Yeah? Uh, can I ask, uh, yeah. your analogy about taking the light out, um, when you take the light out, you can no longer see, so I'm just wondering, do you draw a distinction between too much or, or too little mind in, in that way, as in, the reason that this particle and light thing is that you, you want to, it's part of life to measure, to experience. And we do that as a separate entity, it would seem. So well, that's the interpreting, yeah. That's the experiential uh, thing. Yeah, no. Actually, you know, it's weird, but you're more of an individual and you're not an individual, really. There's a lot more permission and acceptance. When it was not me, it was like, an, when it was taken to be me, it was like an urban renewal project. There's always fucking a lot of attention and a lot of work and constantly. And then when I lost interest in it and it stabilized, something occurred. I didn't know what it was until a few months. And there was acceptance flooded in. And I hadn't had acceptance since my Nana hugged me when I was about five years old, my <coughs> Irish grandmother. Never, you know, it was sort of like that. There was an acceptance. And what the acceptance showed me is how unaccepting there was, yeah? Yeah. This is an action figure. It's not a chariot of the gods. It really doesn't do well as the center of the universe. It really doesn't. It can't take all those conceptual comets hitting its fucking surface. You look at people... If you spend five minutes with them, most of them are fucking mentally ill, really, a lot of ways. Their eyes stop moving, they're going this, some weird shit's happening, because there's so much, there's way too much concentrated light. It needs to be dispersed, yes? It does. You see so much more when you're not looking at anything. You do. But this is on, you know, it's really, it's like living with a spotlight everywhere you go, and it's way too much, man. You know, way too much, I feel. I think it just does much better when it's not paid much attention to, really. Can I ask, what made you completely lose interest? I would, I would bottle that up, I knew. I don't know. I don't know. All I can notice is there's been a loss of interest and a redistribution. I don't lose interest. There's been a loss of interest in certain grooves and certain things. I can know, I know that. I don't know what else is going on. And I can see that it's been redistributed. And it's so obvious I have nothing, I'm not a cause of it, which keeps a sense of humility, which is a good state for the action figure. Yeah? You talked about a download. Yes. So does that tie in with that question? The downloads, yeah. The downloads, well, to, oh, it's just... The downloads for me is like a, it's just something, whack. But then a lot of times it, it, it explains things as they were. Yeah, it's it almost like a, a 3D diagram of the mechanism of selfing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't have thought this shit out. You know? I couldn't have. It just... There was an entertaining, and an entertaining, like, sort of, uh, it's almost like a, 
like an antenna that brought a, a frequency down. <coughs> and that frequency, when it translates, it always just informs me of what I'm not or what we're not. It never says anything about what I am because I am it. Yeah, it tells, it just, and then so I can, and then I have the seat assignment. So the seat assignment is to share, you know, because you can see what you're not. You can. You can study what you're not. You can know what you're not. That's, that's where the knowing and studying and the understanding has value. To try to understand what you are from what you're not doesn't fucking work for me. So I'd rather take that and apply it to what you're not. And like Dojen, a great famous Zen master, it was a long statement, but it started out like this. It says, to study Buddhism, oh, it says, to study Buddhism is to forget the self, basically. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. So this idea of forgetting the self is very tricky because a lot of people fall into the pitfall of trying to forget self as self, yes? And so you have to point out the warnings for us, yeah? You can't just keep describing what we are to what we're not. We gotta share like the common pitfalls of how the system locks in when you don't even know it. You won't hear the, you won't hear the door slam, yeah? You won't. And, and doing basic path practices never led me to see it. Never, never. So I heard it from outside, uh, satsangs. Yeah, and the, the idea, at least the direction was novel as hell, you know. Don't look for another form of meditation, just ask who's the meditator. That's fucking cool. Yeah, and that, that was really tasty. And then what it opened up just set off uh, just like a, just non-stop entertaining. I don't mean thinking, entertaining. And it, it's like the mind, its ability to reflect met its match, which is emptiness, yeah? So it's just, uh, yeah, it's cool. And it's, um, it's fucking ordinary. I mean, I don't get any, you know, the days of peak experiences are over. <laughs> it's just going to stores or whatever. <laughs> you can, I mean, I'd love as an action figure to paint my face in Peru and take tons of ayahuasca and see uh, insect aliens. That'd be fucking great. Write blogs. But here, you know, what am I going to write a blog? I went to the store today. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> in a way, it has no interest in the mental state. You know, it's not exciting or anything. But it has that a quality that I've never met anywhere else, and that's always available at all times. Right where you are, with no requirement necessary. There's a place to rest, you know. Mm. Yeah, and is that, that place that, is wherever you are. Which is that is quite cool. a subtle feeling with it blindingly obvious? Hmm? Is that quite a subtle thing? Or? Well, the subtlety of the feeling is that it lasts all the time. So, it, sometimes you notice something because it wasn't there, then it whacks you, and then it seems to dissipate again. But it's hard to notice what's always so. Yeah, we're not built to see that. We're not. We like it's true. The old story: the fish could think it's completely dry in the water because it's always in the water. Yeah, it doesn't know what wet is because it's not experiencing it. It's its state. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the uh, this idea. It's not an experience, and so a lot of people who are interested in experiences, 
they're probably going to leave non-duality fast because they're going to smell it out. It's not about experience. It will influence a lot of experiences, but you're not going to experience it <laughs> because it is you. You can't. Those, that's not an option. So, you know, I was sick and tired, I guess, the action figure. I went through hell living a drug addict life. And, uh, you know, you want to know the great, the, 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 the best 10-day retreats are on cocaine. <laughs> if you did cocaine for 10 days and you survived, you learned a fucking whole lot. Now, it may not apply then, but it sure applied later. Yes? Because the fucking beast is in full regalia, ripping the new ones. <laughs> I mean, it makes them, you know, fucking retreats and wherever, south of France, a lot different. Yeah. yeah. So did you ever want to kind of end that drug period, like actively, like, desire? Yes, I did. I couldn't. My mother wanted it to end, too. The state wanted it to end. <laughs> it was like a radioactive isotope of yeah. urge. It was unbelievable. It was like a parasitical uh, possession. Totally. Unbelievable. I was fucking... Like we talked about it the other night, you know. If, you, if I looked at my spiritual resume, I could find a lot of holes in it. Yeah. Could have done more. I should have sort of stayed with the 16 come up or longer or whatever. But when it came to drug addiction, I was perfect. I would match my devotion to drugs with any great devotee and spiritual animals. I'd be right up there with Hanuman. <laughs> I would. I loved cocaine, loved shooting coke. I loved fucking rushing. I mean, I really believed if I could taught my mind just the right fucking ratio, it would snap and uh, things would all change. But you can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know that, obviously. So, but I took it as far as you can take it. I have no, there was no half measures concerning that. Yeah. So, and you know, you can apply that to everything else, like spirituality and stuff, because they're very similar. Yeah. But you didn't I, engineer the end, though, did you? you no, no, no. Just... I had given up all hope. It was I had just done the best I could. <laughs> I spent two years in a program, and I, I thrive in an institutional setting. I went to college. I felt better. Two years I was under their control. And then I left. It was weird because this place, it was Delancey Street. It was famous in, in the rehab world as one of the heaviest ones. And uh, they had a brochure and they had their success rate was like 99.2 percent but you had to read the fine print you could never leave the Lancet Street <laughs> and I didn't want to live in an institution the rest of my life so I graduated in two years and then it came the that irritability restlessness and discontent came over me again and it uh, very quickly you know I was walking with a guy I already started drinking walked with a guy through this park and I saw a needle in the bushes bent and I remembered it, got rid of him as fast as possible, doubled back, got the needle, bent it straight because I was out of commission for a few years. I didn't know where to get him and everything, cleaned it and then I copped some coke and started shooting drug, coke again. And that lasted, you know, I had two years of health so it was like a 10 month run. And then I ended up in a trailer park 
about two hours north of San Francisco. I went out on St. Patrick's Day, not like I didn't go out March 16, 15, 14, 15, <laughs> but it was a, you know, a holiday, so I used that as a signpost. So I went out March 17th, lost the car March 18th, I don't know what happened. March 19th, I must have been in transportation because March 20th, I woke up somewhere else in two hours north of San Francisco, and I came to in a trailer or a caravan next to this hang gliding airport in, in this town called Calistoga in Northern California. And I was sitting across a guy and I was drinking, a, we were passing a bottle of Royal Gate vodka. And uh, mm, I looked at him and I, he had a big face, big head and big nose and varicose veins on his face. And I said to myself, this guy's a bum. <laughs> but lo and behold, he was looking at me as a bum. It seemed like it, that's how I read it. And then suddenly something stopped, my head stopped. like. A, you know, like if there was an on and off switch with a stream, you know, it just stopped. Fucking. And then suddenly it was like a portal opened and information downloaded. This was like the first big download. And the download didn't stop in my head. It's what we call in AA the innermost. It went somewhere other than the thought system. And it was like a CNN news flash. Just a headline, and the headline is, I'm fucked. Really. <laughs> Seriously. That was it. And then, and then it was like, you know the books where they have the title, I'm fucked, and they have a little other sentence that says, and I'm not managerial quality. That's really what it said, really. And that's never come up for a review, you know, or debate. It just became, and I didn't know this, but I had the ability to be convinced. And I was convinced by this download that I, you know, been convinced. And then from that day on, I've never had a strong feeling or a thought about drugs or alcohol. Yeah. But what was necessary was what happened after. I got introduced to recovery, AA, because if I didn't, that would have lasted maybe two days. But I needed a way of life so it could extend in time. Yeah. Yeah. So I met AA. It met me. Actually, it was the lady said, uh, it was funny because when I went into Lancy Street, they interview you, yeah, and you're basically, you've lost the game of life, you should be malleable, and they ask you some questions, and all I wanted was a place to stay, and they said, do you want a place to stay? And I said, yeah, they said, you, uh, you have to make a two-year commitment, so I was like, a little, okay, but I ended up staying there two years. Well, again, when this happened, I called a lady, she came up to help me, and she made me a deal. She says, if you want a place to stay tonight, which I did, uh, you got to go to an AA meeting. And this seemed like great progress. She wanted one hour. Last time I made a deal was two years. So I said, sure. And so she drove me to my first recovery meeting and I yeah. never stopped going, 31 years. So it was a beautiful, it wouldn't have gone anywhere without AA. Yeah. It would have disappeared. What? Yes, I go to AA. How did that segue to the non-dual? It just got clearer and clearer. There's no segue, yeah? One is a path to illumination, the other one is the illumination of all paths. So, yeah. yeah, they're a good combination. In time, I needed, the first things first was the action figure to get retrained because yeah. I was uh, off the rails. That happened, 
and then that a the way of life allowed it to stay happening, and then mind could entertain other possibilities. Yeah. 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 Can I share yeah. something on that thought hmm? just very quickly? Could I share something on what you yeah, just yeah. said? Uh, you mentioned the fact that you were managed better by institutions, um, and I was doing an AHL last night. There was a guy who just come out from prison. I think it was his four centres, and he said, "I do really great when I'm in prison. I train and I get fit and I go to classes. When I come out, I just go to bits. You know, it was a real sort of like illustration of what you're just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that I feel the same. The program is really manages me. You know, it manages the young man. For sure. Yeah. Well, we're outmatched. Yeah. See, I call it a parasitical movement because it's important to see it as other. And mind works in images, yes, to me. So I always call it a foreign installment. Some people call it demonic possession. I like the parasitical movement. It's a mental parasite. It's not a thing. But if you see what parasites do in nature, it does very similar. A parasite in nature has to convince the host that it's the host, yeah? Because it has an agenda that the host wouldn't choose to do. So basically, parasites they jack into the brain of the host and tell the host to go to where the parasite wants to go. Yeah. Candida, you have your candida, the fungus in people's gut? The candida is, is a, like a fungus and it likes sugary objects. So it will jack into, it will produce a, an urge or craving for sugary objects. The person will eat the sugary objects and the candida will get its food. And also this, this, that the person will have a story how much it loves sugary fucking candies when it's really just a delivery person. But candida, yeah? But because of self-centeredness, a parasite can hide it right in clear sight because the self-centeredness blinds you in seeing what's what, yeah, not what is. Yeah, so I've seen it. There's a toxo is a new one. Not new, it's been around a long time. They found it. It's in about 20% of mammals. It's in most, it's in a lot of people's brain, but it's dormant. And what it does, it, see, all the parasites have one incredible fucking Homeric odyssey, which is to reproduce. And where they, what they have to do is unbelievable challenges. This toxo can only reproduce in the belly of a cat. And it finds itself in other mammals like rats and other things. So it has to, it does, can't call Uber to go over to the cat. How the hell am I gonna get into that fucking cat belly if I'm way over here, I don't have a car, I don't have anything. So what it does, it jacks into the brain of the rat and tells the rat, when you see a cat, run right up to it. <laughs> yeah? And they have videos of, of rats coming up to four cats in the middle of the day and it's almost like they have a knife and fork, they're like, fuck like this, and then the cat eats it and then the toxin gets to the, the uh, stomach of the cat, and then when the cat shits, it shits out this, the new toxin. And then the toxin gets caught in something else, and he just keeps going. Yeah? This is sort of what, this, to me, the selfing is like. And I don't see how alcoholism affixes the selfing. It doesn't have any place to land other than selfing. So alcoholism just amplifies selfing. So if, let's say, you have a a streak of jealousy, and if you're a real addict and you drink and use, you're going to be up on stalking charges. Yeah, it's yeah. going to amplify shit. That's what it does. It's like you know we're all in like an acoustic version. You get put an addiction in. It's like an electric version. A lot of drum solos, and <laughs> guitars. Yeah, yeah. So it's an amplification. So there's something already there, which is the selfing, and the alcoholism amplifies it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So to me, the real root, I think, is this identification as self. 
I think that's the real root of the problem. And the problem is an activity that the solution's involved with. So it's, is it a problem? Hmm. But yeah, so that's the diagnosis. I feel like that was, that's the job I have, really. Like in AA, I've been sharing this for 27, 28 years. It hasn't gone well all the time, you know? You share this in AI, Oh yeah, not this, like this. You can, I've learned to say it in different ways. And it's what you are speaks louder than what you say anyway. But, uh, you know, we've been persistent and the message has gotten out there and now it's being used by rehabs and shit. And hopefully people will find some relief by seeing that which is driving them crazy as other than them. Yeah, because I don't see it's gonna, if it's gonna work by being identified as so I just don't. So you shouldn't say so one thing on that, Paul. I did share something similar to this last night, based on my my understanding as an alcoholic of, of the <clears> concept. And uh, the guy who come out of prison, you know, he, he he said he never thought of it like that, and he was going to go and sit by the Thames and think about it for a while, which was nice for you know, yeah. for, for the you know the recovering alcoholic, the still suffering alcoholic, to get some yeah like peace of mind, I guess. You know, that's what we're looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, this, this delivers the goods because it's on the money. I mean, you know the problem from the relief. Yeah, that's how you learn about the problem. You get relieved of it. You don't know the problem while you're in the problem. You get relief from these things and then you can know them. Yeah, because you know them by the relief. It's just like gravity. If you really wanted to have a quick course of what gravity is, just go into an anti-gravity chamber. You would know it by its absence. Once the influences that's always on you was re, re, relieved, you would know the influences. Yes, that's the whole thing. So you entertain these ideas, you get some relief, you travel lighter, and it informs you why you weren't traveling lighter, and it verifies the solution by how it sees the problem. Yeah, it's super seamless, it's beautiful. All right, that's it, I think, eh? unless you have questions. Um, I just wanted to ask something about yeah. um, if if I understood correctly, you're saying that the um, stuff that happens when you're drinking, you know, like crazy stuff or damage yeah. you might cause, and um, that in some way you're not really responsible for it. Yeah, you're accountable here, but not you're responsible. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask whether that uh, fits with making amends and stuff. For sure. Of course it does. This is all for the action figure. Yeah. You're accountable. You're not responsible. You make you make the amends. See, if you if you're responsible, you're carrying the disease into the into the recovery. Yeah, you're gonna go on a guilt and shame and pride. You're gonna think you're sober and you're thinking you're doing it. And then when you fuck up, you'll think you did that. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's the. You're not going to get relief of the doer by doing. You're going to see you're not the doer. Yes? And then the doing will be held in a much larger, looser fashion. Yes? And then all your ideas of what this means and that means will start getting vague and readjusted. Yes? Yes. Without thought and effort. You're an observation point. You are not a cause, you're an expression. You're expressing, yes? Yeah. All right, well, that's that, I think, eh? Thank this has been a lovely you. night. Yes, hey, thank you.
so much for having me. It's been, I've really had a nice time. And Richard and Edna were the ones who set all this up. So yeah. Hey, welcome, bro. Yes, yeah, so pleasure to see everyone. Thank you.